0: Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance
1: People. Welcome to the T2 Hubcast with me, Spencer Locker. And me, Dave Pendleton. Hey, that was a little bit weird, wasn't it, Dave? That was really weird. That was totally out of the comfort zone there. <laughs> wrong names in the wrong frames. <laughs> yeah, <I> nearly <laughs> said, me, Martin Johnson. <laughs> I love the player. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, as we said, T2 podcast time again. Um, what are we gonna talk about today then, Dave? Well, yeah, what what's um what's because what, I've got an idea, but mm,
0: well. It seems to be something that's coming more and more and more to the forefront of of people's brain spencer as they, mm. as a, you know, we keep talking about we're living in a changing world. I'm not yeah. entirely sure it's changing much at the moment. It's just sort of staying the same. Right. Um, because obviously we went through one large lockdown mm. um, and that was a bit of a shock to most people's systems. But I guess there wasn't an awful lot of call to be able to change what we're doing with any kind of longevity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now we've experienced, uh, you know, another small lockdown, and then we're in lockdown again. So it's a bit like us, I suppose. You know, we we uh, resisted technology to carry on virtually, but then of course we started to having to embrace technology, and now technology is just part of what we do. And I suppose it's a little bit like this in the sales
1: world, right? So when you say it's, it's sort of it's part of what we do, do you think that's that's sort
0: of some people some people take it for granted? Well, I think there's probably a. a, a Well, a little bit like us, I guess, except we were forced into going virtual, Mm. you know, because our passion, Spence, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, is definitely face-to-face delivery. It's our passion. It's probably where we are at our most effective. Certainly. um, And it's definitely what we enjoy, Mm. probably the most. So I guess there was some resistance to to carrying out that sort of level of virtual delivery um, because it's incredibly different. Mm. Um, Not something I've done a lot of in all my years of L&D, not something you or, or, or Martin has done either. Yeah. So it's a whole new skill set. And I think this is what's happened probably in the world of sales. Right. Is that lots of salespeople have tried to carry on as they were with some minor adjustments as to what they think selling virtually looks like, but with no level of education particularly.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. I, get, I think I know. I think I get what you're saying. So, so they're acknowledging the importance, but sort of saying, well, how hard could it be? i guess yeah yeah with <laughs> without actually um maybe maybe there's maybe there's certain things that certain touch points certain techniques certain things that they should really um consider seriously consider um to to make it effective
0: yeah yeah you're right spence and listen it, i guess we could put this train of thought to more things couldn't we that um you know it's a new thing so therefore requires a new skill set yeah or certainly um, a review of the current skill set or an enhancement of the current skill set maybe maybe that's maybe that's a market way of describing it an enhancement right. of the current skill set because you know i've been i've been doing quite a lot of reading i've been going to all the uh, all the big boys in terms of global consultative sales and um uh, you know as well as as thinking about from my own experience and um you know reflecting on really sort of key skills in the sales world um uh, and whilst yeah, I think I think enhancing skills is probably more accurate rather than learning new skills. Right.
1: So so from, from what you're sort of saying there is um when when people have been sort of effective in the sales world, not necessarily in the virtual sales, yeah, but you, you there's a certain skill set that makes this effective, which which promotes success. Um and when you when you're sort of um moving that into the virtual world, uh, there's a certain amount of the, these skill sets you can Enhance. You can modify. Yeah. Uh, to actually find yourself, find it just as effective in the virtual world. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Because listen, the the fact of the matter is that people still need to buy stuff. Yeah. And and the fact of the matter is that that a high percentage of those people who want to buy stuff need a vehicle to do it, and and the salesperson is the vehicle to be able to achieve it. Um. You, you know. I mean, there are there are definitely some some different considerations and some different facets that salespeople, I think need to be aware of, um, I guess, more now. Hmm. But I think it's something that has been developing over the last 10 and definitely five years. Um, and then, you know, you know, don't forget as much as, from our own perspective, our arms are forced into new directions. Um, buyers are also forced into new directions as well. So, you know, this is not a lateral thing. It's a hmm. bilateral thing. Right. Okay. Um, and what I mean by that, Spencer, is that... Um, you know, the internet has given um, a greater range for people to be able to research products, um, look at proof of concepts, read websites, get their own price lists, do comparisons, yeah, yeah, and all those things that they would have needed a salesperson's expertise for hmm. in years gone by. Um, you know, but I think even more now, because of lockdown and more people being on furlough and working from home, and having less access to a bit of technology and so forth, and not being able to do face to face meetings, I think the, the the buyers arms have been forced into um, extended research. Hmm. It's almost progressing themselves along the buying cycle oh, instead yeah. of um, relying on or hoping that a salesperson's skill and knowledge can possess uh, can pro- progress them around the buying cycle.
1: Right. Okay. So yeah, that that makes a lot, a hell of a lot of sense. Um, we looked into buying a car oh. or, or, or recently mm-hmm. and uh, and and something as simple as that, something that we take for granted. we need a new car. Let's buy a new car. Mm. Totally changed. The whole mm. thing has totally yeah. changed now. yeah, yeah. um I, I know we've been forced down that way, but um it's really interesting how the 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 salespeople that we encountered um were different. Mm. I suppose, I mean, don't get me wrong. We don't buy cars frequently, no. Um, but but yeah, when you when you start talking about the sales cycle, when you start talking about selling, mm. interfacing with a the customer, then yeah, diff, mm. totally different thing. Mm. So when when we start talking about sort of this virtual selling, um, have you got any uh, have you got any sort of top tips, uh, uh, sort of guidelines where that that people are going to
0: be, be able to benefit from? Well, I suppose it makes sense to break it down into three or four sections, Spence. Really. Okay. Um, You know, because I guess what I'd like salespeople, sales managers and so forth to do is to reflect on some of this maybe and and just see where either there's there's a little bit of a gap, Mm. you know, that the salespeople can maybe um, grow into that's going to help them understand the difference between normal, regular, real world selling and actually selling in a virtual world. Yeah. Um, So I guess I want to talk about preparation. Right. Which we would normally talk about during sales anyway. Right. Uh, We talk about preparation a lot in the seven-step work cycle, the Mm. sales seven-step work cycle. Um, Talk about structure and facilitation of meetings and calls. Again, which we talk about, But I'm going to talk about it in a slightly enhanced way that's geared more towards virtual. Yeah. Self-presentation. And again, it's not a new topic in sales, but Mm. just with a few enhancements towards virtual. Um, And then a bit about cold calling you know, because as much as, as much as some sales organizations would like not to be involved in sales calling, uh, yeah. cold calling, there's always an element of some kind of cold calling, reaching out into the outside world. Okay. Um, and of course the dynamic of that is very different now because lots of people working from home. So certainly thoughts yeah. on that as well.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, okay. It sounds sounds like quite a, a concise list. So you, you mentioned preparation, that sort of, um, the, the, obviously preparation prevents poor performance <laughs> I to think my feet, right. that. <laughs> preparation prevents poor performance yeah, yeah. yeah um so um are we are, are we in the danger of sort of paying it lip service thinking that it'll take care of itself or is are we really sort of thinking in a different sort of way to or, or is it or is there somewhere in
0: between well i think there's some new things to think about in terms of preparation i mean you, you know, whenever whenever I work with uh, groups of salespeople and sales managers, we talk about the importance of preparation. It's a little bit like our job, Spence. You know, salespeople will have a presentation to do. We have presentations to do. Yeah. Without any preparation, there is a huge danger that it it's not actually a presentation in any form or shape. It turns into, uh, at best, uh, an entertaining ramble, hmm. uh, and most often than not, a non entertaining ramble. Yeah. Uh, Which, of course, is where the the customer will switch off, and it's where our delegates would switch off. Mm. So, without a a huge layer of preparation, um, you know, these things are more or less destined to fail. You know, because in years gone by, you got a job in sales if you had the gift of the gab, as they called it. You know, if you were good with people and you could build relationships. Of course, that's still important. You know, but there's there's a whole bunch of considerations now around. proof that you can actually carry out the job that the customer needs you to do. Building value, value is a huge thing. Considerations about where the the customer is on the buying cycle, you know, because we just mentioned they're probably further around. So mm-hmm. um, listen in terms of in terms of things to prepare for, we know about research about the customer, we know about uh, you know understanding the size of the opportunity and all those types of things that salespeople should be engaging in. Um, however, you know once once we start thinking about preparation in the virtual world, I think it's almost become a little bit of a tongue in cheek, tongue in cheek verb. I think Spence people are using this as a verb now mm-hmm. and you'll know what I'm talking about. John, you're on mute, mate. Yeah. We can't hear you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I know. Right. Yeah, and that's because,
0: yeah. uh, people are not used to the technology yeah. or they forget how to use the technology yeah. or they use one platform and get used to it. And then they have to use a different platform with somebody else. So they're not used to that platform. Mm. Um, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, we, I mean, you know, the sessions we do, Spence, we, we we tend to have a little bit of banter during the session. And there is a little bit of fun and lightheartedness. Uh, and, you know, I like that and you like that. Yeah. Um, but but somewhere along the way, there's always an Amazon man turns up and always the dog starts going crackers. Yeah, Or the cat jumps up onto the desk in front of the person in the <laughs> webcam or yeah. um, the virtual background fails and you can see that they're actually sat in a wardrobe (laughs) or or whatever, whatever it might be, you know, all these (laughs) nuances of working virtually. Um, but I suppose, you know, a few points in there, Spence, uh, you know, just to cover this little bit of prep is, is that about, you know, understanding your tech and the functionality of your tech. So it's not just the tech switching it on, logging on, it's what does it actually do, what does this button do, how can these buttons and this functionality and this tech enhance. The experience that I'm trying to put across to the prospect or customer. Of course, we talk about facts and figures all the time. Materials, what is it I actually need to be able to carry this thing out effectively and professionally. Um, Another thing about preparation, Spence, of course, is about outcomes. Lots of salespeople go into any kind of meeting, be it virtually or otherwise, with an outcome that is generally sales centric. I'm going into this meeting today, and I want the sale. I, I say that's that's flawed. I, th- I say generally it's a fundamentally flawed outcome. It's too big. So breaking down your goals and what is it I'm trying to achieve from this call today, it might just be a little bit more understanding about the 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 shape and the size of the opportunity. It might be about what what's actually going on in the customer's world. It might be to start planting seeds about the products that we supply. It might just be a rapport builder. Hmm. You know, there could be a whole bunch of different things that I'm trying to achieve on this call. Yeah. But I can only understand that if I I actually think about it rather than wing it. Yeah.
1: Dangerous. Get it. Yeah, totally. Dangerous. Excellent. Oh, well, I I think that's covered preparation quite quite thoroughly. Well prepared, Dave. Thank you very much, Spencer.
0: (laughs) I do try,
1: but but again, when you were start, when you were talking about um, when you were talking about preparation, you you sort of skirted over like a, a structure and 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 how you're going to sort of facilitate yes. this. So that's part of your part of your preparation, but it's also something else that you mentioned. Not by itself, what does that look like?
0: And uh, listen, I think I think it's fair to say as well, and you know you can agree or disagree. I think there is a an added level of nervousness or apprehension to doing things virtually. Yeah. I know with, with, you know, certainly with me, the first half dozen or even a dozen virtual deliveries that we do we did, um, I wasn't looking forward to, mm. you know, and I've been delivering to people for, you know, a number of years, a long <clears> time. <throat> it's not something I should be nervous about particularly. Mm. Um, and I'm not just talking about the nervousness of making sure we have a great first five minutes and then we're into it and getting yeah. into the flow. I'm talking about just using the tech. Am I going to be good at this? Am I going to get the level of engagement that I, that I could normally get in a room? Mm. You know, participation, what's it going to be like? Are people are going to be switching the cameras off and et cetera, et cetera, et, yeah. et cetera. So mm. listen, in terms of structure and facilitation, I've got some, I don't know, some basic thoughts really. Uh, and, and it's, it's like, um, you know, a meeting agenda, if you like, you know, understand what, what I'm trying to achieve from this, um, make sure I've got my prep right. And then actually have a list of things that I want to do. So that's my agenda of things that I want to talk about. Um, obviously linked to your, you know, your end goal. Hmm. Um, and I think a really, really professional thing to do is is to send that to the person that you're going to meet with. Hmm. You know, either on the phone call or on the Zoom or on the Teams or whatever it hmm. might be, face-to-face. Oh, yeah. Send it to those guys as well because a really important part of, of, of any kind of sales process, particularly earlier on, is people understanding why they're there. Why is it you want some time from them? And is that time going to be spent or is it going to be invested? Now, of course, when I ask people for time i'm going to try my hardest to make sure that they feel as though the time was invested yeah it meant something yeah it was for a purpose mm. rather than just oh another one of them sales calls another salesperson trying to get some time from me yeah which i'm sure people are experiencing a lot of the moment yeah yeah so the you know the, communicating the agenda is the the what's in it for me, as we talk about quite a lot. The with them, the what's in it for me. Mm. This is the reason I'm going to be there, and actually, it makes sense.
1: Yes, and 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 when you can sort of justify that, and you you can see it, and yeah. oh, I suppose that's that's sort of um, promoting trust and honesty, and and, and there's something else that's going to uh, enhance rapport. Yeah, and, and 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 lend itself to building relationships. maybe.
0: Yeah, all those things. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, we talk about these things in normal world sales as well. Of yeah. course we do. But, I, I, you know, just some extra considerations because we're asking people for a, a bit of time virtually, you know. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, timings as well. Timing is a really important one. Um, I think probably more so when we're trying to do things virtually because nine times from ten, busy people have got things stacked up back to back. You know, we you know we was just talking about our agendas for the week, you know, and if we're not doing virtual delivery, we're doing some coaching, and if we're not doing some coaching, we're doing a one to one, you know, and if we're not doing that, we're doing this podcasting yeah. or recording videos, and um, you know, we got to expect that people that were asking for time off mm. are doing exactly the same thing. Mm. So in terms of you know when we do get the opportunity to either have a phone call or a Zoom or Teams or um, other platforms are available, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that that um, that there is a point to it. We're gonna uh, we're gonna absolutely control those timings, and if we can be efficient, so we can get them off just a shade sooner than we expected, mm. which will make them feel better about the whole thing as well.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I'll tell you what something you did mention, bearing in mind that i'm not a i'm not a sales guy uh very very limited I've got really good feedback on eBay mm. but I'm not a sales guy
0: that's amazing spence man's <laughs> terrible
1: <laughs> um <clears throat> but you mentioned self presentation
0: yeah
1: well and and i'm 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 looking forward to you sort of explaining that a little bit to me
0: um yeah absolutely, and of course you know we talk about this in the world of sales as well this is not a new thing right um However, uh, and and I've certainly experienced a lot, this an awful lot with, with our virtual delivery, and I'm sure you have too, Spencer. Um, you know, and I guess from time to time, I might have even been guilty of this as well, and you can tell me where this applies to you. Um, and again, we're almost using this as in um, y- 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 normal terminology now that, that uh, we have a bit of a laugh with some of our groups, don't we? And in mm. the first couple of minutes, we get everybody to stand up to see what they're wearing on the bottom half. <laughs> <laughs> because they might look... Uh, <laughs> um i can't remember the saying now but it's business up top and bed downstairs or something yeah
1: something <laughs> like that yeah yeah so they've got the comfy clothes on comfy's on
0: yeah and just for the sake of the camera we we yeah. look all business but yeah. downstairs we're still off to bed <laughs> um so so yeah in terms of presenting yourself you know if you are uh going to meet with somebody virtually either on the phone or you know on on a um you know some sort of uh, meeting platform where you can see the person I always suggest, I'm definitely going to suggest from here on in, getting ready for business all the way down to your feet, you know, because I don't know about you, Spence, if I'm ready, if I'm externally ready, I feel ready mm. rather than only partially feeling ready. I still feel as though I'm at home if I'm only half-dressed. Mm. Whereas if I'm fully dressed, I feel ready for the outside world. Yeah, And, and I definitely think that affects my... Um, my mental state, you know, and and I think it probably affects my external behaviors, therefore my my performance mm. Now, of course, some people are going to disagree, um but but you know, by observation, I think that's certainly something I could speak from from first hand, you know, business upstairs and bed downstairs. <laughs> um and in terms of presenting yourself, you know you've got to make sure as well that you kick off on time, you finish on time. So some of the things that we've linked to above. Uh, you know, instruction and facilitation. Mm. It's
1: sort of discipline, isn't it?
0: Yeah, there's definitely a discipline, a disciplined element to it. Mm. Yeah, for sure. You've Absolutely.
1: got. To, I mean, you're being prompt. Uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there that do the same as me who. Um, logs onto a, a Teams call or a Zoom call or whatever five minutes early mm. just to check the background, just to check that my hair looks all right because if I've been out with the dog and I've had my hat on and I've taken my hat off, my hair might be a little bit, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just having a, checking myself yeah. out. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't mean that in a narcissistic way, but checking myself out, making sure I'm appropriate for the situation. But it gets you in that mindset, as you said, you prepare internally. Yeah, absolutely. Internally. Good
0: yeah, hair, beard, you know, everything manicured. Hmm. You know, wearing the right clobber. Yeah. Making sure your intro's great when you do actually get into it. You know, we talk an awful lot about first impressions. Oh, yeah. You know, I know it's a bit cliched, but you never get a second chance to make a first impression. So, you know, you, you want all these things to go really, really well. And, you know, I guess a question would be, is it more important virtually than it is face-to-face? Because, I mean, I, you know, I regard it as being highly important in both situations. Yeah. Um, But maybe it's just enhanced more virtually yeah because the person at the other end the other end of the call is busy Mm. they have less time they maybe have a little less patience they may be triggered from not being in the office all the time Mm. they've got the dog and the wife and the kids running around the house
1: Mm. etc
0: etc so it's I, i i don't know i think it's probably more even more important Yeah, that we make the right impression in the first thirty seconds.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're right. Uh, I think yeah, certain amount of discipline, uh, respect as well, isn't it? And and when people feel that you're disciplined and showing that, demonstrating that certain amount of respect, then yeah, they'll that it it puts a a sort of a a form on the on the conversation. Yeah. So yeah, so when we start, we're talking about virtual um, selling, and so far we've talked about the importance of it. Um, some of the similarities and processes that we use uh, in virtual selling are similar to the, or, or bear a, a, a quite a close resemblance to the mm. stuff we do in, in in reality selling or selling in reality. In 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 the normal world. In the normal world. <laughs> um, and and the the points that you picked up on, if I, if I could sort of chuck them back at you, preparation being key, structure and facilitation, which mm. again. They, they inform each other to a certain degree. Yeah. We talked about self-presentation and about how, you, how you're going to sort of get in the right mindset. You're yep. going to present yourself correctly in that virtual world. Something you mentioned, though, cold calling.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. The old sales monster. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. I mean, I don't particularly relish it, but am I missing a trick here or or am I not giving him the fair? Well, I'll I tell you what. You tell me what's on your mind where cold calling is concerned.
0: Well, I, I, cold calling is such a broad topic, Spencer. You know, it really is. Um, and there's, there's a whole host of organizations out there who rely on cold calling as their main source of income. Um, very few people actually like it. Very few people embrace it. Um, it, it it's, a, it's a minefield you know, because something that worked yesterday might not work today. So therefore, how Force I supposed to form correlations and patterns and behaviors and so forth? Um, It's a very hard thing to do, you know, and I really take my hat off to people who earn a a good living um, because they're good at cold calling. I mean, I really do. Um, But, you know, I just wonder if there is a a slightly alternative thought here uh, when we're talking about the virtual world because, you know, I said earlier on about chasing the sale. Chasing the sale is a very difficult thing to do you know, first point of contact, particularly if you're working in the consultative sales environment. So I just wonder, you know, rather than actually try and make a contact to make a sale, should it be a bit more about lead generation? Should it be more about bringing people in, understanding what you're all about, telling them what you're all about, telling them why you are calling, i.e. I am I, a salesperson, and I've got some things that I'd like to talk to you about, and I think we align. How about we set up a Zoom or a Teams call? So then I can present all the information correctly. We can meet, you can look into the whites of my eyes, you know, and we can do a better job. Um, things to do in advance, maybe, uh, particularly if we know who we're going to try and sell to, who we're going to connect with, is maybe the, uh, I mean, something we do an awful lot of expense, and I think we do it quite well, is the proof of concept stuff. So, you know, we do two-minute videos, do a little snippets of podcasts and send them out. You know, could a salesperson do some kind of proof of concept Send that to the person first, mm. then make an outbound cold call, and mm. then, um, you know, propose some kind of virtual meeting, mm. um, you know, so that people understand exactly why you're asking for the time. So they're bought into you, they're bought into the product, the information, and so on and so forth, rather than just trying to beat yourself up, make 50 calls a day, and achieve 15 sales a day or something.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think when you put it like that, I sort of I get it. Mm. Um, it's not something. It's not an angle I'd considered before, but uh, that's you know what really opened my eyes to virtual selling, that Dave. So uh, thank you for that. You're very welcome, really Spencer. Do appreciate it. Um, I tell you what, we'll we'll knock it on the head there, but I'm going to start. I'm going to. I'm going to. I might have a see if I can do a follow up on this hmm. because there's some bits and pieces on there that I'd like to press you on. But for now, Dave, thank you very much.
0: You're very welcome, Spence. My pleasure.
1: Uh, and we'll see you next time on the T2 Hubcast. Absolutely. Thank <music> you.